I still see myself as fat. You know, no matter how much weight I lose. It's kind of my mind playing tricks on me, I guess, is the best way to explain it. Because for years, I walked around as this oversized version of myself. To use a cliche term, I guess, you would say, I was so big, I had my own gravitational pull. (laughs) My gravity must have loved buffets. And even to this day, I, uh, I take progress pictures every week because when I look in the mirror, I still see the walrus. I still see that 500 pounds of depression, anxiety, fear. I still see that looking back at me in the mirror. It's kind of a funny thing. Uh, I was running on the treadmill. It was a while back. I've gotten really into running. And I could not figure out who was running beside me. Because it's like I was going and when I would speed up, they would speed up. When I would slow down, they would slow down. It's kind of humorous because I was on the end treadmill and that treadmill in particular sits right next to the windows and the person that I thought was dogging me as I was running was my own reflection. If that gives you any indication of how I still perceive myself to this day. So I'm going to call this podcast Fears. We all have them. Mine are going to center around weight loss and fitness because, well, that seems to be what I like to do. So one of my biggest fears is never fitting in. I, when I was in high school... And middle school, I didn't fit in. I was a wallflower. I had one, maybe two friends. And I was a nerd before it was cool. You know, I was into Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering before TV shows like The Big Bang Theory came out. And being a nerd and being interested in all this stuff was a cool thing. Before comic books became cool, I was into them. I had that stacked on top of the fact that I was the biggest kid in my class. When you're walking around high school and you're 400 plus pounds, it's kind of hard to be socially accepted when you're weighing yourself down with your thoughts of how this person's making fun of you and that person's making fun of you and that girl is cute, but uh, she wouldn't want to be with a big guy like you. And see, that itself just creeped into my adulthood as time went by. And now, after losing the weight, when I look in the mirror, as I said before, I'm seeing the walrus. 
I'm seeing that 500 pound guy looking back at me with fear in his heart. Because even though I'm a gym rat, I don't feel like I fit in at a gym I manage. Because I feel at times, because of what the mirror reflects back at me in my mind, that I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, I've always been an adamant believer that if you preach on something, if you talk about something, then you should have some kind of experience on that particular situation or topic. I try to help people lose weight because I know how hard it is to be in the position of being an overweight person. I know the struggle of going to a restaurant and sitting in a booth only hoping that you fit. I know the trouble of getting into a vehicle and having to push the seat as far back as possible in hopes that the steering wheel does not still rub your stomach when you drive. I've dealt with these and I've overcame it and I am a survivor of what obesity does to you. But what people don't realize or what people don't accept is it doesn't stop with the loss because I don't want to compare myself to a war veteran because that's not what I'm trying to say here. But being an obesity survivor, you have some form of PTSD. Because the trauma that you suffered at the hands of whoever it might be, even if it's your own mind, plays tricks on you. So when I'm in the gym and I'm on the treadmill... And I get finished with my eight or nine miles that I've rode that, ran that day. Or I get done lifting weights for whatever span of time I lifted those weights for. I look in the mirror and there's that fat guy standing looking back at me. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, you're a poser. It's not that I am. It's the fear in my head that that fat guy is going to come back and reclaim the territory he once had. I think when it comes to fears, that's my biggest fear. My biggest fear in life is becoming fat again. It's a hard word to speak. Because as I said, it doesn't stop with the weight loss. In truthful honesty, in my particular situation, losing the weight was the easiest part. Maintaining that weight loss has been the biggest struggle. I got into what I call losing mode. Therefore, I knew how to lose weight. And I can continue to do it. But your body gets to a point where you can only lose so much weight and it just stops. And then you freak out. Because you don't see those numbers going down. And then you're like, okay, I'm comfortable with the weight I'm at. My goal weight for myself was actually 220. 
my lightest adult weight ever was 194 pounds. My lightest adult weight in the last two years was 197 pounds. So then you start building muscle. And then the fear creeps in. Because when you start building muscle, you start gaining weight. Muscle does not weigh more than fat. Cannot stress that enough. Muscle is more dense, but it does not weigh more. And what I mean by that is, if you take five pounds of fat and five pounds of muscle, they weigh the same amount, five pounds. The amount of space that they take up is a major difference. Five pounds of fat is a grapefruit. Five pounds of muscle is an orange. Therefore, where you can put 10, five pounds of fat, you could legitimately probably store 10 pounds of muscle into that area. So, as I started muscle building, the fear started creeping in because the numbers started to gradually climb on that scale. And the fat man who'd never left was still looking at me in the mirror, laughing at me, mocking me, saying, you better have kept those jeans. You better have kept those 3X shirts, those 4X shirts. You better have kept those 54, 52-inch waist pants. And God knows you better have kept those sweatpants because I'm coming back for you. And that was a fear. And to this day is still a fear that I deal with. So you might be asking, how do you cope with it? How do you fight it? How do you defeat it? Well, I don't know how to defeat it because still to this day, I fight with it. How do I cope with it? How do I manage it? I manage and I cope by making sure to make logical and wise decisions in my eating habits, in my exercise programming, and in just my day-to-day life. I'm an adamant believer in moderation versus deprivation. I believe that you should moderate your food intake, but do not in any way, shape, or form deprive yourself of anything in this world. The reason I say that, now I'm not putting that towards like drugs and alcohol. I'm not an adamant believer in doing any of those anyways. What I'm talking about is, if I sat in front of you today and I said to you, what's your favorite food? And we'll take my favorite food as the example. My favorite food is pizza. God, I love pizza. Still to this day, I can devour a large pizza by myself. I still got the appetite of a fat man, and I think that's why he still looks at me in the mirror when I look back, when I look into the mirror. But what I mean by moderation instead of deprivation is if you're craving something, small portion of it isn't going to kill you. But if you deprive yourself of that particular item for a certain amount of time, when you allow yourself to have that item, 
more than likely you're going to go crazy when you get it. So moderate. That's how I control it. That's how you fight off that fear. That's how I fought off that fear of gaining the weight back is by making logical and wise decisions. So that's probably my biggest fear in life is gaining the weight back. Most people would think that's probably a crazy thing. That out of all the things in life I fear, that's my biggest fear. But it is. And I'm I'm doing these podcasts to kind of get my thoughts out there and to kind of be a little bit more open and honest with people. So people have fears of all sorts Especially fears when they come to the gym. You know, there's fears of being made fun of. (laughs) I can relate with being made fun of. I can totally relate with being made fun of. I've been called every single derogatory term towards an overweight, fat person you can actually ever imagine being called. I've been called them, and probably some you've never heard of. I've been made fun of by people who I thought were my friends... I've been snickered out behind my back. I've been even felt sorry for because I was overweight. One of the things I must adamantly, I use that word a lot. One of the things I must adamantly express, don't feel sorry for someone when they're fat, when they're overweight. I like using the term fat because when I was overweight, I was fat. There was no overweight I hated the word obese, and I didn't like the little terms where people shot around the subject of, oh, you're a little heavy, aren't you? Or you're kind of husky, or you're a big boy. That was probably my worst. I hated being called big boy. When I was fat, I was fat. But the last thing an overweight person wants, the last thing a fat person wants is for someone to feel sorry for them. You can offer your help, but oftentimes, more times than not, that person that you're offering the help to more than likely isn't going to take it because it takes that one trigger point, that one flip of the switch that makes a person decide it's time to lose the weight. There are going to be times where people will try to help others and get frustrated because that person did not take their advice. Well, let me tell you something. The person didn't not take your advice. The person didn't want to take your advice. Because as there there are ask-holes, A-S-K-H-O-L-E-S, in life, those people are the people that ask for your advice and never take it. There are also the people that are give holes. Those are the people who give their advice, but you never wanted it. Because they feel in their heart that they're doing the right thing. Or they feel that they are smarter than you or know more than you about something. And go about it the wrong way in telling you how you should live your life. Or about how you should do this. Or about how you should do that. About how your exercise program should be this way and your eating program should be that way. Stop for a minute. What works for one person does not always 
if not ever, work for somebody else. Whereas this person can moderate and control their calories to a certain extent and never have to worry about macronutrients such as their carbohydrates, their fats, and their proteins. Another person might have to sit there and calculate proteins, fats, and carbohydrates to the minuscule amount to make sure that they're getting the appropriate amount to lose that weight. Everybody is different. So whether you're built like an Adonis, a Greek god, just because you have the look doesn't mean you have the knowledge. So understand that the people that you're trying to get this advice to have a fear of people coming up to them and judging them. And whether or not you're doing that in a forceful manner or you're doing that because you're trying to or maybe you're unintentionally just trying to be really helpful but you go up and you give your opinion. Opinions are where the judging comes about. And that's a fear that a lot of people have, especially when they come to a gym. They're fearful of being judged of what they look like and who they are. I cannot count how many times people come to the gym and they're like, I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want people looking at me. Just like I said in my last podcast, gyms are narcissistic places. People look at themselves. People are more worried about their muscles. But the fact of the matter is is that there's always that person out there who gives you that unsolicited advice or even just tries to give you a little helping hand, but that person who they give it to does not want that helping hand and they feel like they're being judged and that's a fear. And I'm not saying that you should walk on eggshells around people, but just be a little careful on how you express your opinion to others about their own situation. Now with this podcast... I kind of went off script a little bit. Uh, My first one was scripted. It was all written out. I kind of wanted to get it started on the right foot. And this one here, I'm actually sitting in a park in town and kind of letting my creative juices flow as I'm talking to you. So I hope you've enjoyed this. And if you haven't, well... You don't have to listen to the next one. As again, again as always, (laughs) uh, this is Michael Shilkus bringing you what I like to call the thin side of fat. So thank you and have a great day.